I'm Julian Gudilai, and this is Blue Planet Green Planet Podcast, where you get to hear the stories and insights from entrepreneurs, social change makers, and artists displaying how each and everyone's uniqueness makes this planet worth living on. Welcome to this very first episode of Green Planet Blue Planet Podcast, and it's my pleasure to introduce to you my good friend and opera singer John Brancy, who is on the line here, I think, in Moscow today. Um, Paris. Paris. You're Mo- still in Paris. Moscow tomorrow. Moscow tomorrow. Nice. Without further ado, let's kick it off with this. How do you get into the zone? What gets you into your own flow state? Hmm. Well, there are a few things. I guess it, it depends on what exactly I'm doing. Is if if I'm focusing specifically on a physical sort of athletic. Uh, endeavor versus if I'm focusing on say music or practicing music, which is its own thing entirely. Um, but flow state, uh, so I immediately just, I guess, put both of the, the, the flow state on both things that which are very active. There's also flow state that's, that's happening when you're doing something passive, like reading or right. meditating. So, um, but to get in the real, sense of flow state, right? That's like your, I think for me, it's, it's a point at which I'm not only lined up with my actions that I'm doing, but I'm lined up with the intention of my actions and the intention of my, of what I, what, what I want. So for me, I always feel a flow state all the time when I'm singing, right? My body And my, um, my, uh, instrument is being enacted by multiple hemispheres of my brain simultaneously. So, and I can't, I can't get away from this, this, that state that is, that is, I'm sort of forced into it. And that's why I feel and have been thinking lately a lot about the, the power of singing and finding one's voice in that, in that sense. And what does that mean for, you know, uh, for you and your life and, and getting into that state in different, different, different times. That's a great question. Right. So, so that's super interesting. You're basically saying your profession, you've picked, you've picked something that kind of forces you to be in a flow state. So how do you, how do you start your morning set? Like what's your routine? Like how do you get into this place where, um, you know, I mean, your body is your instrument. You say like, so how do you oil your, your, your instrument? How do you get your instrument ready every morning? Well, when, when I'm having an ideal time, which is <laughs> yeah. not talk about that, <laughs> that's not the case. Um, I am able to, I think specifically it has to do with liquids and it has to do with, with food to begin, you know, the day and also light movement, you know, of my body and of my voice and my mind. So that's when it is, I'm in an ideal pattern, an ideal, uh, physical flow and flow on many different levels. Um, because we can, we can flow off of that, right. Very easily. And that tends to be something that we want to do. <laughs> it's not, it's like, it's not something that you can really not want to do because you want to say, go drinking and partying which a lot of people love to do. Um, but when you come back and where's that, maybe where's that point of home, you know, for you when you want to get in a really good, uh, 
regimen of sorts. So um, for me, I like to start with very basic meals in the morning because I also like coffee. So I'm, I mix the two elements, the sort of the yin and the yang of food together, thinking about things in a sort of Ayurvedic sense. Um, cold oats with raw almonds and, and uh, flax seeds and, and almonds to sort of enable that energy. And then normally a cold brew coffee, which is much less acidic than a, a hot coffee, but it is, um, gives you a really good energetic uh, caffeine shot. And the two of them together combine a really low sugar and high caloric density and high mineral content um, beginning to your day. And uh, meditation and, and morning pages are two things in the, in, in the earlier part of the day that also get you focused and, and pointing towards your true north for that day as well. Um, because we can have those those sort of moral points to to come to those flow those flow flow points we can we can say. Um, and then I'm lucky if I'm able to uh, do some vocalization and warming up or the thing is for me is that I have cons I consistently have a different location with my life. So I right. go from either Airbnb to Airbnb or house to house, different situations, different cities. So finding that, that, uh, center point is sometimes difficult. Um, but I've made it work even being here in Europe. It's not taking me more than a few days to get acclimatized to that, right. that, uh, I, I get it. You're, you're a global nomad sharing your artistry with the world and maybe maybe tell tell the people who are listening a, li a little bit more like what kind of superhero are you like what is the, what is the superhero gift that you're sharing with this world john um my superhero gift without a doubt uh is singing it's it's the power of my voice um to convey the meaning behind stories and words and poetry um, and with that, I've discovered many different levels to that purpose and that superpower, right? A superpower in this life is, is multidimensional, something that you, a purpose or a passion that you, that you come to is multidimensional and it comes and it, and it exists on many different levels as you age and as you gain knowledge of, of the thing itself and the wisdom behind it. And life, your own life, is greatly, greatly um, affected by this uh, this decision and this um, because it is a decision. That's the important. That's the important thing is that coming to recognize what your dream is and what your superpower is is ultimately a decision. That's that's super interesting that you say that. Um, that's actually uh, funny enough. One of the questions on. Well, what I prepared for our conversation is like, mm. let, and let's do this right now. And, and, and um, I'd love to hear more. So you say it's a decision to find your superpower and enable that and share that with the world. So did you plan on what you're experiencing now? And like, tell us, like, how did you get to where you are now? I think a lot of it I recognize now is sort of passive thought, passive, um, passive desire, you know, to, to reach or attain a certain place. 
not only mentally or it's, it's physical, it, it brings you all these different, these, these different places, but that it can also, that passive thought can also enact things that you don't necessarily want as well. Um, at points where you, that are unknown and sort of the universe shows you different ways to, um, understand both sides of, of that aspect, getting what you want and not getting what you want when, when those things do occur. But, um, I think, could you just repeat the question again? Sure. sure. It was a two part question. So it's, it's super interesting what you're saying that the passiveness of the thought that kind of, um, yeah, it's maybe not entirely conscious planning. So the question was, did you consciously plan what you're experiencing now? And how did you get to the place that you are now? So I didn't really consciously plan too much, but I got to the place where I am in a lot of ways. I would say one of the major ways by mentors, by other people and their influence and their significance in my, in my life as from sharing their experience and their knowledge and their, and their emotional gift. Right. So yeah, totally. And that, yeah. And that's the thing is that we have a limited amount of those people in our lives. There's an unlimited amount of people for us to see and meet and be around, but there's a limited amount of those people that come into our lives and, and maintain a sort of um, state in your space. Um, so those were, they helped me along my way and they're the reason in a, in a sense why I am where I am today and who I am today besides my own, my own development. I mean, because I, I could go into that, you know, into what, what it means to be practicing and spending time at a piano, which would be at the same instance, a computer or a desk. You know, those, but that, that, I think that's more a question. Almost of, the same. <laughs> yeah. That's more of a question of your, like your willingness, mm-hmm. right? So like the willingness to hone the skill and, and practice and take it further. But what I hear you say, but to also is, love it at the same time, yeah. like full, like full, fully let yourself go to the work right. of it, of, of developing your superpower or your passion your whatever you want to call it. And just letting that process, falling in love with that process simultaneously. Beautiful. Beautiful. Falling in love with the process of of what wants to come through you. And I hear you say that mentors are a huge part of that. So I, I, and I personally can totally relate to that, that the moment I opened myself up to personal coaches and mentors, I accelerated my own journey and realized uh, what life really wants to bring out of me. I, I get almost the feeling that, um, there's, there's only so much we can bring intrinsically to the table. And then it's really also how others see us from the outside. So tell me more about your mentor process. I'd love to hear. more. So, well, I mean the way that I, I, you're kind of, you're inspiring this in me right now, but the way that you, one could, one could view it as, as a, as a form of currency that is free, you know, it's friendship. Friendship is a free currency in a sense, because what you're able to share over now over, you know, continents, cause I'm in Paris and you're in BC, but what you're able to share in, in this sort of connection is, is a free currency that will never be able to be fully tapped. You know, when the connection is real, you know, you can, you can formulate friends in the sense of, of the social network, 
Um, but this interaction, you know, this interaction that we have, quite frankly, and that we that I've developed with my singing teachers. I mean, there are different levels of those currencies as well, and they and they take different shapes, and they have different um, meaning and, and weight to them, right? An older friendship. Um, with a mentor versus a friendship with a childhood friend and what that offers you in your life. So, but with the mentors specifically, what they're bringing and what they, what I've, the experience that I've had is that they have gifts to give you. And these gifts are wrapped in essentially with what I do. They're wrapped in work. (laughs) They're wrapped in unwrapping. That's what you need to do. And if you if you are willing to submit yourself to their process, submit yourself to their way of teaching and doing things, it's similar to the martial arts, I imagine. You know, or um, for, for certain yoga and meditation, it's the same sort of, it is a meditation, and absolutely in every single way, shape, and form. It's meditation with another person, in fact. You know, the form of the art form of singing is, is that. So to, uh, to come back to where we were, to repeat the question again, it would be actually very helpful for me. <laughs> I tend to, get, tend to get off. That's all right. That's all right. It's, it's uh, fascinating to hear you uh, kind of ran, ran on those tangents on, on how, how singing is an inspiration and what's, what's arising in this interbeing either with mentors or, uh, yeah. or friends and yeah, so, so I'm really curious about, about the process of mentorship and how you as a mentee, like how, how that de- helped you develop your superpower. Understood. Okay, so basically I got to a certain point with my, with my singing where, because that is what I, I'm going to specifically focus on for me, is that I was able to then start teaching other people. Um, and I knew at that point that I had past a certain threshold because I had gone from recognizing or trying to understand what it was to internalizing it, making it happen through my vocal action authentically and then really knowing what it was that I was doing. So it's the process is very clear and then I'm able to teach it and give it to somebody else. So that, that specific, it's almost a five-step process in a way of having curiosity, playing with it, internalizing it, having a sort of vocal or similar action towards the thing, and then letting it become part of you and then giving it to somebody else as wow. a sort of, yeah. It's the Johaku or Johaku, I think that's the way you say it. Uh, form of of life where everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Wow. You know, so with regards to my training and being at school, I was at Juilliard for six years. I did four years of bachelor's degree and two years of a uh, graduate degree, and um, all in vocal performance. But we were trained not only in singing, but also in forms of stagecraft and acting and, um, learning how to speak different languages, not necessarily understand them conversationally, which is a different thing, but to actually understand the, the, the diction and the sounds of the language on an accuracy, a point of accuracy that would sound fluent. Like I was born there. Um, 
So learning. And I've heard you sing in German, so I, and Italian, which uh, are languages in, in, in my tool bag. So I, I can attest to that the phonetics and yeah. And you're you you are a polyglot of sorts. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which is on the other end of the spectrum. And I I need that from you. You need to give me those gifts so I can unravel <laughs> them because well, they all share <laughs> gifts, right? Hey, let me yeah, let me kind of um, let's let's do this here. Let, let me kind of go to the next question because I'd, I'd love to sure. hear kind of. Um, the overarching theme of, of this, this podcast series as, as this is our first episode, um, yeah. it's really about the uniqueness that you bring to the world and how this makes this planet, a planet worth living on. Right? So what I want to ask you, John is like, how is your work benefiting the world? How do you see your work benefiting this world? I mean, I ultimately what I would really love to do with my with the work that I do is, I mean, it's great to, to please an audience and make people smile and feel good and feel different things, feel at times pain and, and depression and, and what those things are from the stage to feel them internally and, and, and recognize those are part of life as well. But what I'd really love to be able to, to do with this power and this, and this art form and, and where we are going in the world is I'd really love to get people to sing more and understand their own voice. Wow. Because ultimately if more of the world is singing, less of the world is not singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the very least, I, this more inspires of, me. I just got goosebumps over here. I, I, yeah. More, I more of the world is harmonizing with itself. You know, mm -hmm. more of, more of the, of, of the population of people. And I don't, I don't know exactly how I'm going to inspire that or work towards making that possible, but it's something that I would, I have many ideas and would love to continue to pursue as I, as I continue on my path. Wonderful. Yeah, I can. I, I'm truly inspired by this answer. The the harmonization that, that voice and singing brings, and I'm, in my own journey, that's something that keeps coming and knocks on my door. Is is hey, you, you got to start singing more. Um, wow. Yeah, that is actually something I can see benefits the world in in a tremendously simple way. That's very beautiful. Let me switch it up and ask you a um, a random question here. If you were to have a billion dollars tomorrow, John, one billion dollars, would you invest it into space exploration or cleaning up planet Earth? This is the first podcast. Um, I love this, this question. Um, I would do both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I would, first, first of all, I think, I, this is a great question. I believe that the future of space, space exploration is not with the current consistent use of fossil fuels by any means. Mm. I believe that space exploration is going to be in greatly enhanced by the use of alternative fuels. So, um, we'll take, uh, we can take electromagnetic, um, power for instance, uh, batteries, And the power of sound, interestingly enough, the power of sound propulsion. And I think, I mean, I'm getting a little bit crazy on this. Oh, on right. this. It's a crazy question. But, but uh, I think that 
if we're able to start honing in on these sorts of things, other there are other possibilities. But also simultaneously, to I regress. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the so cleaning. Oh man, cleaning up both cleaning up the world and going space. So if we start focusing as a society more on our usage of renewable energy and further from our use of fossil fuels and also the industrial sort of box method of, of making things work, uh, then I think ultimately we'll, we'll be serving both purposes at the same time. So it's, and the big, the big industries for both, for both worlds kind of lie, lie, lie in that specific place as well. Because you need fuel to get to space, and you also need fuel to sort of convert to the renewable um, sort of wave. Uh, so ultimately, I don't. I, I mean, if I had to choose, if I had a billion dollars, and this billion dollars was going to this, I would actually choose um, dealing with what's going on on Earth first uh, in a, learning about and in. in putting together uh, programs to really focus on biodynamic uh, farming and growing, and then as well, dealing with renewable energy. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait till you have a billion dollars to invest. <laughs> hey, um, so kind of going back in your story a bit, um, how, how did you grow up and how did that influence you? And where did I grew you grow up? Yeah. It's not going to sound like it, but I grew up in South New Jersey, so I have a very neutral accent now uh, from singing mostly and traveling the world that I, I don't really talk like I'm from Philadelphia. Maybe some of you might hear it, but um, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I do uh, attribute a lot of my, my, you know, what I did in my youth to where I'm at today and, you know, the discoveries of, you know, being being a young person growing up in, uh, the suburbs of a, of a big city, you know, the, the, the sort of far suburbs of a big city, Philadelphia and, and what have you, uh, and seeing a lot of different things, you know, now being an adult and recognizing what the world, how the world works, just really looking back on my time as a, as a, as a child and kind of recognizing it, For what it really was and owning that, you know, owning what those, those moments were and being like, yeah, that really, that really did happen. And that, you know, drugs are bad, you know, drugs are really bad when, when, <laughs> when used in, in, in not the right ways, uh, with kids for sure. That's not a good thing. Uh, before our minds trail off here, give us a tactile example of what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, specifically, you know, we're having this major issue in, in our country with, And both of our countries with uh, the use of nar narcotic, like over prescription narcotics. Referring to uh, uh, United States and Canada. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, and it's I've I've had a lot of friends of mine actually who had ended up in that situation. So, and that was part of my upbringing. You know, that was well, not upbringing. My parents had nothing to do with that, but it was in my sphere uh, in the public, oh, you know, wow. schools and whatnot. Prescription. Uh, drugs. So, so. Uh, Prescription, yeah, company. legal drugs. Yeah, yeah, with, that would require a prescription that they would, you know, get, or they would they were stolen or something. Of, of the, I can't speak to that. I personally have not tried them, um, and I'm not 
keen on, on the usage of them um, for recreational use uh, because of that experience. Um, but I, how did that influence you? Yeah, because that, that's the question. Well, I mean, because how did that? Well, because you... drugs, drugs in general, I mean, are part of everyone's life. You know, we're we're always swallowing pills for this and that. I mean, antibiotics for this and Tylenol for that, and then uh, you know, acid reflux reductors for this and uh, supplements for that and. You know, but the the thing is, it's like whatever you put into your body is ultimately going to have an effect, and it's just. And I think drugs in general. I mean, a lot of people who probably hear this have smoked marijuana. I mean, I've smoked marijuana. We've we've all pretty much smoked marijuana. <laughs> Maybe not where in the world you're from, but I, I hear you. Cannabis is is more and more um, coming back into uh, the the parts of society that are, that are acceptable to most people. Yeah. Yes, yes. And there's there's different ways that people, I think, now can focus on approaching this stuff. And so for me, growing up, I mean, that's not the only aspect of my youth that, I, that I, I'm just pulling out this very specific, yeah. isolated thing. Because I could talk about, you know, all these different... All it's these different it's an incredibly interesting point that, that, that you're making, though, right? Is um, this... Often when we when we have conversations, um, you and I we've we've been talking since years, so I, I'm, I feel honored that you bring up such a tricky topic. Often when we have these kind of conversations, we go into the glorious and the glamorous and what was easy and what what made us succeed in life. But the truth is, like, yeah, it, it does inspire you, right? When when you realize that the environment around you is is somewhat hooked on uh, pharmaceutical um, prescriptions and it influences people and it influences people's consciousness and it influences the way we interact. So, yeah. But then at the same time, at the same time, um, it's also, it's also really important to just recognize that there are some things that you cannot help in your, in your life, right? And unless you find ways to align your purpose to them, you right. know, or align, align what you're doing to, right. to help in some form. So let's, let's get back to this because I, I know that you also do a lot of community development in in many ways and have uh, worked with kids before. So like, how did that inspire you to to teach and and share this message of of a superhero with with children? So yeah, I, I was a co-author, co-creator of this show. It's called Operation Superpower. And you can go to operationsuperpower.com and see what it what it looks like and. And it ultimately was a it was a project that we created out of out of school out of Juilliard. Uh, it was me along with three other friends: uh, Armand Ranjbaran, Tobias Greenhall, and Peter Dugan. And uh, we ended up performing it all around uh, the New York City metropolitan area in New Jersey and Connecticut. Um, and personally, I've done it over a hundred times and saw all different types of. Um, children along the way, different ages, um, ethnicities, uh, financial backgrounds. And, but the, the overarching sort of resonating, um, thing was that we, that we received from it was, was the sort of blanket response that we were able to, to feel from the kids. And that was that children inherently are, they want to, they want this. They want, they want to be full and, and creative and full of, 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 of life. And 
the beauty in that, and what I think we need to look more towards, especially when it comes to education, is that we as adults, especially in the United States, and I, I believe that we should really come to recognize the power that children have to teach us something at the same time. And our, and our educational system perhaps should make a, a entire shift towards that way of thinking rather than us always trying to teach them something. Beautiful. Wow. So that's what, that was the overarching sort of feeling that I received from that. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I learned from the kids that, that feeling in those moments and it, and it takes you places, it takes you into your imagination, you know, cause right. that's where we lie as children most of the time. Yeah. Sort of atomic, atomic imagine, imaginations unending. I mean, I'm sure you can recall. Right. There's lots of science done on that as well of the, the brain frequencies um, we go through growing up from childhood and, and toddler age into um, adolescence and then as adults, right? Um, yeah, we can maybe even post it um, with, with the show. So you're obviously a very busy person and you're not just an opera singer. You, you do community development like what we just heard about. Um, you're traveling the world nonstop. How do you prioritize family and, and how does it look for you at this point in your life? Like how do you, how do you prioritize friends and, and the people you love? That is constantly changing for me and may actually be the most important thing in my life right now besides my singing. Um, because what I recognize being on the road is the difficulty at maintaining, um, a consistency in, 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 in that part of my life. Mm. Um, and it is, there is, I think something to be said about experiencing stuff without that consistency, experiencing life without constant consistent consistency, but it is, you need to find balance, right? So personally, I'm finding now that I, I really need to, I need to have some stability with, with my life. And I'm, I'm looking for where that might be, where that, excuse me, where that might come from, mm-hmm. uh, being on the road all the time and, and, uh, meeting new people. So for instance, I have a, uh, with my job, I'll, I'll go to a location sometimes for a few days. If it's a concert, a symphony orchestra, or if it's with an opera company, I'll go for four weeks, maybe six weeks. And in that time frame, I'll meet the whole cast, the creative team, and we really bring this thing together as a, as a family. We become a family in the process. And we perform on stage. We get to know each other as artists. We are open with one another in sometimes incredibly intimate ways. And at the end of it all, normally, we all go our separate ways. So it's like an entire family of people comes together, a tribe, a community, for six weeks And then we all disappear and dissipate. And it's these short little bursts of life, actual lives lived and, and communities developed that happen in a very short amount, more short amounts of time and change. So that's just, a, that's just one example of, of the way things are. But consistency is really kind of finding the balance with that. I get it. Yeah. There's a lot of perks about this form of, uh, performance and, and intimate family that you create in such a short time, but it, 
I can, I, yeah. I can hear. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely something yeah. that I want, and it's definitely something that I'm that I'm looking forward to, and looking for in my life for certain. Um, it is hmm. is a sort of beautiful. I don't necessarily view it as a goal that I write about. You know, I'm not. You can't put it in a in a. In a you can write about your feeling towards it, but you can't really like, I'm going to do this and this is going to be the family and it's going to over, you know, it's not, it's very, it doesn't make much sense. But if, it, if you view, if you visualize it, you know, with, I guess, what the feeling is and what it, what it looks like and what it, what it feels like and where it, where it takes place. And wow. maybe that is more the, um, the dream of it. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can feel that I I, uh, I can feel that. I also know that we we've been in touch over over the years now, John, and, and uh, technology in, in in this day and age makes it really simple, right? To check in via Facebook, hey, where, where are you at right now? Call with whatever technology, if it's Skype, FaceTime, or Facebook, or you name it. Um, see each other for an hour or two. It really um, cre creates this ongoing bond, even though, of course, it's. There is something to be said about meeting in, in the flesh and, and giving each other a hug and uh, really well, the, the, friendships. The great thing is, is that we're going to get to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to get to do that anyway. But we get to do this in, 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 as well when we wouldn't have gotten to do this nice. otherwise. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, technology. Absolutely. Yeah. So, it gives us it gives us that opportunity to connect on a on a on a personal level um, and then also see each other and, and stay con connected in that way. Right, right. Well, so, so here are some buzzwords I'm going to throw at you that are, that are coming up in our society more and more. And I'd like to see how you take care of that within yourself mm. and what, what, how, you, how you deal with it. Um, and those buzzwords are body, mind, and spirit. Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, well, recently, um, I started going climbing, um, here in France and it just kind of happened. It wasn't planned. I had no intention on starting to climb. I just ended up in a specific neighborhood. I was looking for a gym where I could move my body. And, um, I was like, Oh, well, there's a gym right across right across the street. It just so happens, but it's a climbing gym, which I've never done. So I decided to go in and it turns out it's an incredible community of people. The energy is great. Um, it is one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, am, I, uh, second I that. <laughs> I'm a complete new, I'm a complete new, I feel, com I, I feel completely humbled by it. You know, so that was, it, it's one of those things in life just so happens it fell into my, into my sphere, you know? So for, for body, let's focus less on, on your, on what, what you're comfortable doing. Let's focus on what you're not comfortable doing, nice. you know? So step outside your comfort zone, step outside your comfort zone all the time, all the time. So and that's it. That is a very simple mind goal. And spirit, then how do you uh, relate to that? Is that the same? Well, I mean, they, step outside they kind your of, zone? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you could kind of, kind of put it in there. I mean, the body, it, what you do to the body really kind of affects your mind and spirit. You know, it's your body is, is, is the temple at which you pray in your spirit, right? 
you don't need to be necessarily in a blessed sacred space all the time. You are blessed sacred space. You know, your your body is your temple. You know, your mind is your is your temple. Your inner vibration is is a choir of feeling and and, and beauty. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, a choir. I love I love how that brings it back to to what's going on inside of you. That's beautiful. Yeah. You can harmonize with yourself, you know. That's you can sing you can sing to yourself. It's another thing, sort of I do, I do that all the time. I feel like the soul is is a song, you know? It, yeah, it is. It's I mean we, we live in we live in these Johaku moments. We live in these phrases of life. I mean the thing next to you on the board, those commas, you know, on the on they're all symbols. This is all symbols of sound, right? And you, you can say this thing a thousand different ways. You could sing this. I could sing it for you right now if you wanted me to. Give, give, it, a, I, give it a shot for sure. I, I could make something up. So focus on the powerful, euphoric, magical, synchronistic, beautiful parts of life. This is like, I think everything that kind of, I wouldn't really talk about magic so much. Um, but, and the universe will get, will, will keep them giving to you. We'll keep giving them to you. So that's two, two phrases in a sense. So we have, just a pure melody. Focus on the beautiful, euphoric, magical, synchronistic, beautiful parts of life. And the universe will keep giving them to you. Something just, you know, out of... Out of Brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> feeling it and just singing I, it. I knew there was a reason I'm sitting next to this poster. <laughs> So no you can sing you can anything. Sing it, anything yeah. can be sung. Any word mm -hmm. or phrase, you know, it can be weird. It can be good. You just don't be afraid to sing it. So, is life a musical for you, or an opera? Uh, sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Most of the time not. Most of the time not. But it, it is. It's really difficult at times to find the balance. You know, with those with doing doing what you love and being what you love. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, um, I think that's a lifelong lesson, actually, actually just, you know, finding the eye behind the eye of the thing that you are, you know, and finding, you know, why you do something and the reasons behind it. And, and I mean, as something as large as a, as a superpower or a life, a life goal, that's a little bit more difficult to find. Got it. You know, and just eating breakfast. So if you had an apprentice in your field, right, what would you tell them? Like, how would you instruct or inspire this process of finding your life goal? As you just said, is there, what are the three lessons you would pass on? Mind, body, and spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Take care I mean, of mind, body, and spirit. I mean, yeah, figure, find, find different ways to be, you know, powerful, euphoric, magical, synchronistic, and beautiful with those three things in what you're doing is your purpose and passion, right? You know, find how does, how does your, per, what is your purpose and passion? How is it, how's your body in, in, you know, working with that? Mm -hmm. Um, what parts of your body make you 
that feed your purpose and passion? What parts of your mind feed those parts of your purpose and your passion that are all of these amazing things? And then what part of your spirit as well? I mean, those are broad. It's incredibly broad. But ultimately, if that is your way of being and doing, then you will ultimately be given these incredible things, right? Because that's what you're seeking. You're constantly seeking them in, in these different aspects of your, of your life, of life, which is the beautiful story that we are all living simultaneously mm-hmm. and all come from, you know, the same thread, undeniably so. Beautiful. Beautiful. So here, here's another question for you, and it's more a practical question, but I always love hearing the answer from people because I read a lot myself and I always look for new recommendations. What are you reading right now? And what was the book before? Awesome. I am reading, this is, uh, this is an interesting one. I have to, uh, get the name of it. Um, would you give me just one second? I think I might be able to connect to, I'll do the book that I was reading before as I, as I do this, but I have to remember the, the exact name of this, of this other book. Um, but the book I was reading before and still haven't quite finished. I have a tendency to like put down a book for a little bit, let it just kind of like stew. It was very intense. Sometimes I'm reading pretty intense books at the moment. Um, but, uh, it was iron John. All right. This is, uh, specifically, let me just, it's on my reading list as well. I, 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 I think it's Robert Bly's name. Purchase the, the ago, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then the other one is a book on, on mantras. Mm-hmm. So this is specifically a new, um, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. The Robert Bly is, is iron John. And you know, that's, I don't even, I can't, I can't even get into it. <laughs> you, yeah, one, one must read one. Must if, read. One, one, if one is interested in the title alone, one yeah. must read. Um, but I, uh, specifically, can't say anything about it. I know this is kind of okay. Mantra. This is it. Uh, mantra yoga and the primal sound is the book that I'm currently reading. And it's a very, it's an interesting book by David Frawley, F R A W L E Y. Um, and it's about what is it's a, I mean, mantra yoga specifically man, mantra. So asana, pranayama, mantra. The asana and the pranayama are there to serve the mantra in that. Mantra is mind tool. Mm-hmm. Mind tool. Primal sound is where I get very interested from my, my background. And that's where I'm kind of going now with my technical thinking. I'm going more into the spiritual place, mind, body, and soul. So now it's time for the spiritual aspect of things. So this has been really great to start learning the absolute fundamentals uh, with regards to studying mantra and um, the mantra yoga. You know, what is that practice? What does that look like? And the bija mantras, which are the sound syllables like om, which is a vibration of the universe, a primal vibrational sound, om that moves things, moves life and, um, understanding how those primal sounds work with me as a professional singer. This is one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, certainly mantras have been part of my journey for years now and I, I can't wait to, uh, 
hear hear more of, of how they find their way into your expression as you're a professional singer. Hey John, so um, here's, here's our, our last question for today and this is a question that is really um, dear to my heart um, and I, I plan on asking that question to a lot of people. Um, if we as humanity had a 200 year vision of planet Earth, what would yours look like? 200 years? Oh my god. Um, I... My vision would... So that's 2,217, right? My vision would, to, would be to have the, the human race well into its renewable energy revolution. Well into it. Like, and having frequent travel between our planets, taking samples from some of the major planets and utilizing different elemental resources that are on those major monster planets, having different forms of transportation, um, by way of drone and hyperloop systems, uh, climate control of the, over the entire planet. Um, that's, you know, maybe not necessarily exploiting in its use, but rather biodynamic entirely in its use. And, and it's, and our and the governments of the world have 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 been essentially um, united in a common thread cause um, that would hopefully be a good a good a good thing. And then I mean, this is two hundred years in the future, right? I'm talking about some crazy like possibilities, possible futures here. Um, that we uh, that we have a very strong understanding of what it means to harmonize with artificial intelligence. Wow, a harmony. A, the only way that we're going to be able to work with artificial intelligence is to understand where the harmony of it lies. I mean, that is because artificial intelligence, in a, in a sense, from what I can understand and from reading and listening and, and feeling what different people like Sam Harris are talking about with their intense fear of what it is. If we don't understand by first, if we don't understand how to harmonize with it and how to make it feel human and sing on its own without us telling it what to do or how to harmonize with us or be spontaneous in making it singing. You can get it to play something on a xylophone. Sure. That's mechanical. Not saying that playing xylophone is mechanical, but it, it is in terms of, but to sing something, you, the, the, the voice box, the, what is required in terms of the words and being able to harmonize in a sense that would humanize entirely the whatever that AI was. And I feel like that is going to be a unifying factor in, in the globe, the global governments of the world, because AI will ultimately be able to make decisions on behalf of the population of the world and where things are headed, take data um, and compress it in ways that we have no concept of conceiving at this moment. Um, and then finally with that, <laughs> Finally, with that, we have more time to spend um, entirely engrossed in uh, 
our families and enjoying life and all of its beauty and everything that it has to offer and hitting that next age, that next renaissance of man. Wow. On that note, John, on that note of enjoying life and starting into the renaissance, the next renaissance of man. Thank you so much for, for this, uh, this interview. Thanks for taking the time out of uh, Paris, France. And, um, Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This, this was fantastic. I feel inspired. I, I feel inspired too. Thank you for asking me all these questions. Amazing. Cheers. Have a great one. Namaste, John. Namaste. Namaste.